Can I get a witness? Grace means we don't deserve anything, but God continuously blesses us with everything. Can I get a witness? Grace forgives us. Grace cleanses us. Grace helps us. Grace motivates us. We thank God for the grace of God. Thank God for all of you being here this morning. And I'm thinking back on those days when I was growing up in South Philly, how everybody went to Crash Brothers, got their little suits, and, 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 and broke out in church. Everybody was clean as a whistle. I mean, we were clean. And all of us was going to hell. Can I get a witness? But one day God saved us. Hallelujah. Did he save us? He saved us. He saved us. He saved us. He saved us. And now I'm on my way to glory. Can I get I'm a witness that I'm on my way to glory. I'm going to see him face to face. I'm going to see mom, grandma, grandpa. I'm going to see him face to face. And when we see Jesus, every tear will be wiped away. When we see Jesus, every pain, every sickness will be healed. When we see Jesus, we're going to shout forevermore. Why then? Is the lion who was slain to receive glory, honor, riches, and dominion, power both now and forevermore. And the living creatures around the throne said, Holy, 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 Lord God Almighty. Can I get a witness? Jesus is worthy. And only Jesus is worthy. Can I get a witness? If you're here today and you're not saved, get saved. If you're here today and you're hurting, turn to Jesus. If you're here today and you need help, turn to Jesus. Jesus is the key to everything. All roads lead to Jesus. Can I get a witness? All roads lead to Jesus. He has to approve everything before it can happen. Do I have a witness? Some theologian said he got to sign off on everything before it can take place. If it's going to rain, he got to sign off on the rain. If it's going to snow, he got to sign off on the snow. Can I get a witness? This morning, trees were lifting their branches, telling you that he is. The cow was mooing this morning, telling you that he is. The, the, the Milky Way, the sun and the stars took shifts, telling you that he is. Can I get a witness? And child of God, understand this, that because of him, I can face tomorrow. Let's hear from our great choir. We'll have the word, three selections, then our word. Church, say amen. All right, let's warm it up, 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 warm it up. I should have went to bed last night, warm it up.
say amen. amen. Jesus is King of kings and Lord of lords. We pay homage to his name. We fall prostrate before his presence. He's worthy to be praised. There was a name in which the Jews were not allowed to repeat that only was applicable to God. He's wonderful. He's marvelous. He's the Prince of Peace. He's the Everlasting Father. He's the Father of Time. He's the Ancient of Days. But the word wonderful could not be repeated. You have a wonderful house, wrong usage. You have a wonderful car, wrong usage. The word wonderful in the Hebrew only pointed to Jesus. He's wonderful. He's marvelous. He's the mighty God. He's an everlasting father. He's the prince of peace. Our Father and our God, we thank you for the Lordship of Jesus Christ. We thank you for this momentous occasion, which we call Easter. Early on Sunday morning, you got up, you defied death, hell, and the grave with all power in your hands. And we are witnesses that you are risen. Because you live, we live. Now bless us in your word. Bless every family in the sound of my voice. In the name of Jesus our Christ, amen. amen. Church, say amen. amen. Church, say amen again. Amen. Praise the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. This morning, I want to thank the Lord for all of you, for your stick to your steadfastness. I want to thank the Lord for this day. Thank the Lord for our illustrious choir. Amen. Praise the Lord. Thank the Lord for Kim for singing my favorite song. Amen. And uh, everybody can't make me cry, but... Uh, certain things that bring tears to my eyes and one of them is excellence that's that's a tearjerker because when you've been through what I've been through when you've come from where I've come from and you know that it was nobody but Jesus he's excellent and he excellent he's excellent praise his name this morning we're in Luke chapter 24, Luke chapter 24, Luke chapter 24, uh, the gospel of Luke chapter 24, and again, for your education and edification, Matthew, St. Matthews, Matthew was writing to demonstrate and prove that Jesus was the king of the Jews, the book is Jewish in nature, Mark was to write that Jesus was a servant, the servant of the Most High God. Luke was to write that Jesus was the Son of Man. And then John was to write that Jesus was God. When we look at these emphases, chapter 24, I want to pick up 
at, very strategically, at what one of the angels had to say to the ladies. We'll cover this. And when you look at verse 6, the angel says, He is not here, but is risen. Remember how he spake unto you when he was yet in Galilee. Now listen to verse 7. Saying, the Son of Man must, that must is predetermined. The predetermined counsel of God made a determinate call that it was God's plan for Jesus to die. Acts 2.22 and 2.23, that, that he must be delivered into the hands of sinful men, crucified, and the third day rise again. In Psalm 16, it's not possible that his body would meet corruption. Hallelujah. As we look at this chapter, I want to approach this chapter a different way by giving some deep exegesis to exposit this text to pull out properties concerning his resurrection. A hush hoovered over the city of Jerusalem as this widely proclaimed prophet of Galilee was silenced by death. His disciples had scattered, they were scared, their faith was severed, they were fractured, and just three days ago, all Jerusalem was in an uproar as they shouted watching Jesus ride into the city on a colt, Hosanna. The word Hosanna means save now. They said Hosanna, and then a day later, that same crowd said crucify him. Taking him, taking Barabbas, a known thief and murderer over him. And they were fickled as they wanted Jesus to deliver them from the Romans at that particular time. I've learned in life that only purposeful people are successful. People who stick to purpose. You cannot be successful fooling with people because people are fickle. Do I have a witness? Yeah, but those who are locked into a purpose, every great general of this nation, every great warrior, every great leader uh, was magnetically connected to their purpose and wouldn't let anything else interfere with them reaching their purposes. I, I see in this text uh, some real powerful uh, applications for us today. That 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 here Jesus is di has died and he is buried in a borrowed tomb. Uh, Joseph Arimathea, who was a rich Christian, 
asked for the body of Jesus. They put him in a tomb and they, uh, the Romans had told Joseph, you can have the body, but we're going to roll a very heavy rock at the mouth of the uh, grave and put Roman soldiers there so nobody can steal the body and claim that he resurrected. So Joseph agreed and, and they put this big rock to the uh, grave and um, one, one of the things that will come out of the text today is that <clears throat> we, we will see a real strong proposition of purpose. That everything that God does has purpose. Everything going on in your life is in some kind of context of purpose. Not your purposes, his purposes. That there are no accidents, there are only appointments. And when you live by faith that your life is a succession of appointments, you can better receive the low points. Can I get a witness? There are highs and lows. There are mountains and valleys. There are, there, there, are, there are things that will take place in your life that you may not like, nor you may not be summoned to, but God has purpose. This is a very powerful proposition that will lead, if, if you will, to a strategic unfolding of perplexities. And we're going to deal with these perplexities Amen, followed by a pursuit, followed by passions, followed by persuasion, followed by praise. And the fundamental question this morning is, how does God move us from perplexity to persuasion? Let me tell you how he does it. He does it by opening up things which were closed. Whenever God wants to move us from perplexity to persuasion, he'll start opening up things. And once he opens up those things, we see clearly what God has been up to in our lives. Here in chapter 24 of Luke, 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 Luke was both a physician and a historian and when Paul died, Paul said, only Luke is with me. Paul, Luke was faithful. Luke was faithful. And here in Luke 24, at, at the resurrection of Jesus Christ, the first thing we see is the opening of the tomb. And the opening of this tomb, listen up, perplexed these women. Let me stop, pause, and park. Look what it says in verse 1. Now, upon the first day of the week, very early in the morning, they came unto the sepulcher, the grave, bringing the spices which they had prepared and certain others with them. So there are multiple women with spices. They washed the body. They would uh, uh, put spices on the body. In fact, when Jesus was born, two years after he was born in a manger, he went in a house and, three, and, 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 and wise men from the east brought three gifts, uh, frankincense, myrrh, and gold. Gold represented his deity and frankincense represented his perfections, as frankincense was a very uh, a beautiful odor, but myrrh was a burial embalmment, amen, ointment. And these women came with the myrrh to put on him, and, and it's interesting that as they were there preparing a man to anoint his body, 
and they found the stone rolled away from the sepulcher. Now let me stop pausing part because the women didn't expect this. This was perplexing. Who moved this large stone? Other gospel accounts tells us that God sent an earthquake. Now, now, now let's just examine this logically. Earthquakes typically take the ground from under you. But God programmed this earthquake to only move the rock away. Lord have mercy. Not, not, not to let Jesus out, but to let everybody else in. Are you getting this? And, 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 and child of God, when he sent the earthquake and the, and the stone was rolled away and they entered in and found not, verse 3, the body of Jesus. They're perplexed. And it came to pass, verse 4, as they were much what? Look at your Bibles. Come on, look at your Bibles. Much perplexed thereabout. Behold, two men stood in shining garments. These two men, these two young men were angels. Here's the second perplexity. The first perplexity is that God is so exact, he can send an earthquake to move something in order to get you to, watch this now, to answer your perplexities and perceive his will. Keep that one in your cap. And then these two young angels, young-looking angels, said uh, to the women, as they were afraid and bowed their faces to the earth and said unto them, and here's what they said, why are you seeking the living among the dead? Hmm. This, this is a rhetorical question. Rhetorical means there's no need for an answer. It's obvious. Why, why are you seeking the living among the dead? He is not here. He is risen as he said. And he spake, as he spake to you in Galilee, that the Son of Man must be crucified, dead, buried. And they remembered, verse 8, his words and returned from the sepulcher. Now, uh, understand what's going on here, that when you look at this text, we can't help but to make application. Sometimes God's got to allow an earthquake in your life to move what's blocking you from seeing his purposes. I'm, I'm not talking about your vision, your purposes, his purposes. Can I get a witness? See, if you believe as strongly as I believe that Jesus rules everything, then, then, then you want his purposes first. And when your desires, Psalm 37, become his desires, ask what you will, and it'll be done to you. Do, do I have a witness up in the house? I don't know how many earthquakes God sent in my life, not literal earthquakes, but things that shook my life. Things that shook my thinking. Things that got me back on track to pursue him. He moved stones out of my life so I could look into his will. Do I have a witness? And, and so child of God, child of God, this, this perplexity 
was followed by a pursuit. They ran, and they ran to the 11 disciples because Judas had hung himself. And as they ran, they came to Peter and John, and Peter and John was in a foot race to the tomb. John was younger than Peter, so he outran Peter, but John stopped at the door of the tomb. Peter went straight on in. And when they looked in the tomb, they saw Jesus' grave clothes lying in place as they had never been disturbed, but yet the body was gone, meaning that Jesus in his glorified state had just oozed through the clothes without disturbing them. Lord, have mercy. I do have a witness. And, and one of the gospels said, and when John and Peter, listen to this, looked at the grave clothes, they believed. Can I get a witness? God was manifesting himself. And this perplexity by the women, by the angels, by the question, this pursuit, Lord have mercy. Uh, in opening this tomb laid a foundation for their belief. There, there are some episodes in my life as well as yours that we can all attest to that God mysteriously was moving stuff, moving furniture around. Mysteriously, God was doing things to open up, amen, us to the perplexities that we were facing. Can I get a witness? Because in his presence, there's peace. One, one, once you and I get in the will of God, there's peace. You don't, you don't have to pop pills no more. You don't, you don't have to drink to go to sleep. You don't have to keep going to the doctor every week. When you, when you get in his presence, in his presence is power. In his presence is peace. In his presence, the Lord shines. It's interesting, the opening of the tomb perplexed them. Mm. And see, I'm, I'm of the, I'm of the, uh, let me, let me say this to you. I, I don't, you know, I, I got a degree in theology. I, I, I went to, a, I got multiple degrees. Let, let, listen, I don't need nobody teaching me. <sighs> about examining and studying all of the opinions of man in order for me to believe. God can do whatever he wants to do, when he wants to do it, and how he wants to do it. I don't need no logical evidence because Jesus is God. God the Son and the Son of God. Can I get a witness? And whatever he wants to do, he can do. He's not... He is not, listen, he, he is not governed by anything, amen, that will disallow him from doing what he wants done. Do I have a witness up in the house? In the name of Jesus. So, so they were perplexed of the opening of the tomb. But secondly, now listen to this now, because I want you to see this. The, uh, verse 13 to 28, the opening of their eyes aroused a passion within them. Now, the first thing was the watch. They went into the grave. They watched what was going on. They was perplexed. But now we move transitionally to a walk. We move to a walk in the name of Jesus. 
verse 13. Praise, tell the ushers, don't bring all them chairs down here. We got an overflow. Whoever's giving orders, sit down, please. You're disturbing people from getting the word. Look at verse 13. One's purpose fuels one's passion as they perceive truth. Look at verse 13. Behold, two of them went that same day to a village called Emmaus. Emmaus is a city about seven and a half miles northwest of Jerusalem, at which, which was from Jerusalem, about three score furlongs, and they talked together of all things which had happened. And it came to pass that while they communed together and reasoned, the word reason means argumentation. They were going back and forth arguing the reality of Jesus. Jesus himself drew near and went with them, but their eyes were holding. I love this. Verse 16, and they, that they should not know him. Don't, don't you know God can, amen, uh, cause you not to see him? Jesus, these two men are walking on the road to Emmaus, and Jesus is coming down the road, the resurrected Christ, and he joins them in a walk. And as he joins them, Lord have mercy, they are reasoning, they are going back and forth, they don't recognize him, verse 17, and he said unto them, what manner of communication are these that ye have one to another as ye walk and are sad? And one of them was named Cleophas, answering Jesus and said, are you a stranger in Jerusalem? Have you not known the things, verse 18, which have come to pass there in these days? And look at what Jesus said, what things? I love this. He's able to come in and out of your life without you recognizing him. That's why the Bible says be careful when you entertain strangers because sometimes you may have entertained angels unaware. God, 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 Jesus is talking to and they said unto him, Concerning Jesus of Nazareth, which was a prophet mighty indeed, and word before God and all the people, and how the chief priests and our rulers delivered them to condemn the death and have crucified him. This long conversation goes. They're going back and forth as they walk together. And verse 25 says, Then Jesus turned around and told the two old fools, slow of heart, to believe all that the prophets have spoken, ought not Christ to have suffered these things and to enter into his glory. Now, one of the things that we're not taught typically in systematic theology is the Jews never understood. They had revelation but no illumination. What is, what is, what is, what is the difference? Well, revelation is God giving you the word, but illumination is opening up the word. They didn't understand Isaiah 53. No Jew did. Isaiah 53 talked about a suffering servant that he's both divine and human, that he would die as Messiah for the people. Uh, they, they could not reconcile those two. In fact, Isaiah was a strange prophet anyway because Isaiah wrote under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit because God breathed the word of God to Isaiah. Can I get a witness? And here's what Isaiah had a nerve to write. 750 years before Jesus was born and wrote in the past tense, he was bruised. 
for our transgressions. He, he was, amen, afflicted for our iniquities and the chastisement of our peace is upon him and with his stripes we are healed. Wait a minute, I say. How can Jesus be my substitutionary, uh, substitutionary offering? How can Jesus heal me? How can Jesus save me when Jesus wasn't even born yet? Because God is always moving from the eternal to the eternal. Can I get it? In, in God's mind, Jesus already died before the foundation of the world. You and I were already written in the Lamb's Book of Life before the foundation of the world. We were already saved before the foundation of the world. Can I, we were already shouting before the foundation of the world. Can I get a witness? And, and, and so they didn't understand. Jesus then opens up the scripture, verse 27, beginning at Moses' Pentateuch and expounded to them all things concerning himself. And as they drew towards Emmaus, now get this picture, they're walking about seven miles. They get to Emmaus, they still don't recognize Jesus. Some of us have been in a car, we don't recognize Jesus in there. Some of us living our lives every day, taking him for granted, we don't realize Jesus loves and shows a lot of mercy to us. We will not give him the credit. And see, and see let me stop Paul's apart. This is one of my pet peeves. This, this whole social media and, yeah, millennial industry that we're in, everything is self, selfie. Don't you know how you look by now? You've got to keep taking selfies. Everything is, uh, we are self-absorbed. I'm preaching up in this place. We are self-absorbed. Yeah. Everything's about me, myself, and I. Do I have a witness? And if you, if you keep living like that, watch out for the earthquake. Because the Lord going to wake you up. Do I have a witness? You spend time on Facebook, but won't spend time in his word. Yeah, you spend time texting and doing periscope and all that other stuff, but you don't stay there in prayer. Somebody needs to preach this stuff. You don't even have a mind for God. Your mind is absorbed in yourself. Me, myself, and I. I used to be there, but the Lord transformed me. Do I have a witness? I know y'all looking at me funny. I, I remember in I remember 1966, man, we was going to a cabaret. I went out and got me a black leather suit with white stitches on it from Diamonds on South Street. The suit cost me $250. I paid for it. I put that thing on. I walked in a cabaret, and all the women said, who is this? <laughs> I was clean as the board of health. And after that night, after the cabaret, after acting like the fool, hey amen, I couldn't wear the suit no more. I put it up. Hey, hey, child of God, that's the way we live. We live for the moment. We don't live for the future. We, don't, we, we live for the moment. We don't live for the master. Do I have a witness? You get quiet all you want, but the check, the fact, hey, 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 man, the, 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 the fact of the matter is, they didn't recognize him. 
I didn't recognize Jesus when I walked out of a car accident. I didn't recognize Jesus when I was shot at. I didn't recognize Jesus when I was putting stuff in my body, defying logic. I, I, didn't, I didn't recognize Jesus when I was living in fornication. Can, can I preach to y'all this morning? I didn't, I didn't recognize Jesus when I was cutting the fool. But, but once I recognized him, everything came back clearly. Uh, yeah, Roberta Flex said, I can see clearly now. We, we, we start seeing clearly when we look back over our shoulder and wonder how we got over. When we were snatched out of hell with smoke still in our garments. Uh, hey, can I get a witness when we walked away from danger? Can I get a witness when, when, when God rescued us from our mess? Thank you, Jesus. Look what the text says. Verse 29, but they constrained him. They got to Emmaus. He said, come on and have dinner with us. He said, okay, I'll go have dinner with you. And then verse 30, as they sitting down, he broke the bread. Now let me stop pausing. Paul. Only Jesus can break a bread a certain way. He broke a bed on the side of the mountain when he fed 13,000 people and multiplied the bread. He broke the bread a certain way in the upper room before he was crucified. And here he's breaking the bread. And verse 31 says, and their eyes were open. And they knew him. And the minute they recognized him, he disappeared. He vanished out of their sight. Look at this Jesus. And they said one to another, did not our hearts burn within us as he talked to us by the way I've been in my car by myself riding up a highway I, I wish I had a witness wasn't even thinking about God and God would bring one of them reruns into my heart and I would turn a car ride into a car praise I would start thanking him Realizing that it was him all along. Realizing it was him that snatched me out of trouble. Realizing it was him that filled the voids in my life. Lord have mercy. And the Bible says, Did not our hearts burn in us? Uh -huh, verse 32. While he talked with us, by the way, while he, look at this, opened up the scriptures. See, God's got to open up the scriptures. You just can't read a cold, dusty Bible that you threw in a corner and think you're going to hear from God. Yeah, your heart, which is the soil, your heart got to be prepared to, to hear from God. You, you got you to, gotta, uh, yeah, yeah, the Beatitudes, Matthew chapter 5, you, you got to be poor in spirit. You, you, your attitude's got to be, Lord, I'm no good. I'm, I'm, I'm a worm. I'm, I'm, I'm low. I'm messed up. Uh, will you please talk to me? You got to be poor in spirit. Can I? You got to be broken. You got to. You come on. You can't be prideful. You, you got to go to God like He's God. Can I get? And that's what's wrong with the church. Enough people don't come in here like He's God. You come in here like this is a movie theater. You come in here like this is entertainment. You come in here, can I get a witness? Yeah, you come in, yeah, yeah, yeah. This ain't Greenwood. Jesus is the Christ. Jesus is Lord. Jesus is God. 
Jesus hold you in the palm of his hand. Do I have a witness? Somebody said he's worthy. Why, why do you think those first century Christians, amen, when the Romans was throwing them to the lions, they were walking towards the lions with joy. Because they, they said to themselves, absent from this body is to be present with the Lord. I've got joy like a river. And the joy that I have, the world didn't give it to me. And the world can't take it away. He opened up their eyes. He gave them a passion because they walked with him. Do I have a witness? And when you walk with the master, he'll open up your eyes. Uh, do I have a witness? Hang in there. I'm coming in for a landing, but child of God, thank you, Jesus. We, amen, see the fact that as Jesus in this chapter is opening up things. He opened up the tomb. He opened up their eyes. He opened up their understanding. Thank you, Lord. And it's right here, thank you, Lord, that uh, he persuaded them. He opened up their persuasion. Look at verse 36. And as they thus spake, Jesus himself stood in the midst of them. Now, 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 let me, let me put this in context. The disciples at this point are in an apartment. Jesus just appears. Boop. In John chapter 20, he walked through walls. Can I get a witness? In, in, in fact, in fact, in fact, in fact, he appeared to the disciples. It was 10 of them. Thomas was missing. Thomas said, I will not believe unless I see him. Remember that? And Thomas was missing, and the Lord spoke to the others, and then Jesus came back a week later when Thomas was in the room. Remember that? He walked through the walls and said, Peace be unto you, and he looked right at Thomas and said, Thomas, come here. Put your hand in these nail prints. Put your hand in my side. Can I get it? Blessed are those that have never seen and yet believe. Do I have a witness? See, we got a special blessing because you've never seen Jesus, but you believe in him. Can I get a witness? Oh, 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 no. You didn't see him in your bedroom last night. You didn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You ate a pork chop, slept on your back. You had a nightmare. You, you didn't see Jesus. You, you, you didn't see, you didn't see Jesus. Can I get a witness? But he saw you. I do have a witness. He appeared to them and he said, why are you troubled? And why do these thoughts arise in your hearts? And, and here's the thought, how can a ghost, how can a ghost of a man uh, be real? And look what Jesus said. For a spirit hath flesh and blood, bones, a spirit hath not flesh and bones. Verse 39, for you see me. And then Jesus said, here's my proof. You, you got any food here? They said, yeah, we got some fish. He started eating the fish. Now, you ain't never seen a ghost eat. All the ghost stories you done seen, you ain't never seen a ghost sitting down eating. Do I have a win? Jesus, Jesus ate, verse 42. He took it and he gave it to them. And, and the Bible says, amen, that when he gave it to them, 
they were persuaded. Verse 45, then he opened up their understanding that they may understand the scripture, amen, and talked about repentance and talked about re remission of sins and talked about the tarrying for the Holy Ghost in the book of Acts. And the Bible says that Jesus, amen, was opening up things that had been closed. When I'm talking about my past life, when I'm talking about the mess in my life, when I'm talking about what the Lord brought me through, it's not to glorify sin. It's to let you know that he's a God of transformation. He can take mess and do a miracle. Can I get a witness? He can take us at our low points and take us to our high points. Somebody said, he's able. He opened up the grave. He opened up his glory. He opened up his goodness. He opened up his guarantees. He's the bridegroom. He's, he's the alpha. He's, he's the omega. He opened up their understanding. He persuaded them. He opened up their lips he, to praise him. He opened up their hearts to believe in him. Jesus is all about opening up everything in our lives. That's why we praise him. Can I get a witness? 2 Corinthians chapter 3, 14, 16 on turn says, But their minds were blinded until this day, but Jesus came in and opened up their spiritual eyes. I'm so glad he opened up my spiritual eyes. I'm so glad he has walked with me. I'm so glad he has talked with me. I'm so glad he has eaten with me. I'm so glad he has slept with me. I'm so glad he's with me. Wherever I go, whatever I'm doing, Jesus is right there. Can I get a witness? Because he is, yes he is, the Alpha and the Omega. He's the beginning and the ending. Uh, do I have a witness? He's the chief cornerstone. He's my deliverer, forerunner, gift of God, glory of God, head of the church. He's the great I am. And do I have a witness? He's the king of Israel. He's king of kings. He's lord of lords. He's the lion of the tribe of Judah. He's my master, my mediator, my, my messiah. He's my potentate. He's my purifier. He's my redeemer, my righteousness, my rock, my shepherd, my, my Shiloh. He, he is the son of God. He's the son of God. He's the son of man. He's the son of David. He's the son of Abraham. Jesus fulfilled all of the Old Testament prophets. And when he got up early on Sunday morning, he defied death. He said, oh, death, where is thy sting? Oh, grave, where is thy victory? Can I get a witness? The Bible says in Peter, when he died, he went to hell to preach. He was preaching at the demons in hell who had been locked up in Tartarus. And he's, he preached to them, I told you so. Can I get a witness? Uh, he kept walking through hell and he closed up Abraham's bosom and led them to, uh, to, 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 to glory. Can I get a witness? And, and Psalm 24 says, let me tell you about the good shepherd and let me tell you about the great shepherd and let me tell you about the chief shepherd. Uh, do I have a witness? And there in Psalm 24, as Jesus is walking through hell some angels shot down from heaven into hell and what a trumpet and said lift up your heads O ye gates and be lifted up to everlasting arms why for the king of glory shall come in some imp said who is 
this king of glory. Abraham said, I'll tell you who he is. He's a city on a hill. Jeremiah said, he's a bomb in Gilead. Ezekiel said, he's a wheel in a wheel. Can I get a witness? Daniel said, he's ancient of days. Can I get a witness? He is all God and all man. He's God's man and man's God. And he got up early. Did he get up early? Sunday morning with all power, all power, all power in his hands. See ya, see ya. Buddha didn't get up. See ya. Daddy Grace didn't get up. See ya. Jehovah's Witnesses didn't get up. Only Jesus got up. He's worthy. He's worthy. Worthy to be praised. King of kings. Lord of lords. Say yeah. And he's got the last say so. I don't care what the doctors are saying. Jesus got the last say so. I don't care what the lawyers are saying. Jesus got the last say so. Can I get a witness? I'm so glad that he saved my soul. So glad he made me whole. So glad. He's worthy. He's worthy. He's worthy. The prosecutor was Satan. The judge was God the Father. Do I have a witness? And the prosecutor's a mighty good one. The prosecutor looked at the judge and said, didn't you say that the wages of sin is death? God said, yes, I did say that. Didn't you say that the soul that sinneth it shall die? God said, yes, I said that. Well, Raymond Gordon is guilty. He ought to be in hell. And just when God was pulling up the mallet to hit it, the courtroom doors flew open. And a 33-year-old lawyer walked in with two assistants called goodness and mercy. Can I get a witness? He walked to the judgment bar and he lifted up his hands to the judge. He said, I died for his sins. I died. I died. I died. And God threw my case out of court. But early in my hands and because he lives we live because he's risen we're risen because he's blessed we're blessed don't you ever think that God did anything through you it was through him he died that we may have a right to the tree of life let's stand on our feet every head is bowed every eyes closed praise his name this is an open and shut case. If you're here today and you're not saved, be honest with God. Just raise your hand if you want to be saved. Jesus died for your sins, was buried, and rose again.
if you want to give your life to Christ, because if you don't give your life to Christ, you're going to hell. You need to be saved. Raise your hand if you want to give your life to Christ. Or you want to join our church from your Christian experience, raise your hand. Love to have you. Any hands? If your hands are raised, come from. I'm going to meet you out front. Come on up. Bless the Lord. Come on up. Come on up. Thank you, my brother. Thank you, man. Thank you, man. Thank you. Stay right. Come on up. Turn, turn around this way. Turn around this way. Praise Jesus. Oh, yeah. Praise Jesus. There another. Come on up. Give Jesus your life. Come on. Praise Jesus. Look at my brother. Look at my brother. Love you, man. Love you, man. Love you, man. Love you, man. Come on up. Come on up. Come on up, John. Look at Jesus. Look at Jesus. Look at Jesus. Come on out of your seats. If you need to be saved, step out. The Lord will save you this morning. He died for your sins, was buried and rose again the third day with all power in his hands. Is there another in the balcony? We'll wait for you. Come on down. Give your life to Christ. Don't go to hell. Jesus said it was better for you never to have known the way than to know it and turn from it. Give your life to Jesus. Is there another? Is there another? I've been pastoring here 30 years. I've seen thousands get saved. Thousands' lives turned around by the grace of God. Not by pastor, by Jesus. The Christ, Son of the living God. Is there another? Is there another? Praise Jesus. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Hey, God. Thank you. Thank you. Is there another? Come on. Overflow, overflow. Anybody in the overflow? Come on. I want you to come on up right now. Bless the Lord. Bless the Lord. Bless the Lord. Where's Yvette? Where's Yvette? Come on, baby. Is there another? We're closing. Praise Jesus. Isn't the Lord good? Now, notice what I said. He had to send an earthquake to move an obstacle to let the women in. God is going to deal with your perplexities by shaking something to allow you to see his purposes. Do I have a witness? I'm on borrowed time. I should have been dead a long time ago. Only the grace of God. That's why I'm so passionate about what I do. Because the Lord has been good. Can I get a witness? Is there another? Is there another? We're going to ask you to follow our ministers, Roy, your guys leading to Christ. Thank you so much. Love you. Praise God. Thank you, my brother. Love you, man. Love you, man. Thank you, man. Jesus. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Come on, Yvette. Come on, baby. Bless the Lord. Yvette is our Latina saint of God. To all of you that 
understand her. She will greet you. We love her. We love you. Come on, darling. Love you, baby. Buenos dias, St. Matthews. First, giving honors to my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I thank everyone to be here. Thank you, Jesus, for this beautiful day. Loris Risen, this is awesome, an awesome day. We greet you in the name of Jesus. Bienvenidos a todos, a todos los latinos. Gracias por estar aquí. Gracias por oír la palabra de Dios. Que tengan un buen día. Buen día de Pascua, de Resurrección. Dios le bendiga. Any Latinos in the house? Amen. Dios te bendiga. Dios te bendiga. We greet you in the name of Jesus. Thank you for being here. Happy Resurrection Day. Happy Easter. Pastor, did you know that our security guy is also a Latino? Oh, good. Yes, I was pleasantly surprised this morning. He greeted me in Spanish. I said, thank you, Jesus. We're coming. <laughs> Amen. Have a good day. Love you, baby. Thank you. Reverend Green, you want to come out with some Swahili? No, okay. Turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor, he'll open up doors if you let him. Father, we thank you for the Lordship of Christ. Thank you for how he moves meticulously in opening up our hearts, our minds, our eyes, and our wills. God, continue to open up wisdom to us that we may glorify your name. In Jesus' precious name we pray, amen. We love you. Have a happy Easter. Sing us up, choir. Thank you.